Welcome to Pat Sherlock's podcast series, interviews with top mortgage sales leaders. Learn practical tips for improving sales management results. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Pat Sherlock. Welcome to the podcast. Today's topic is building a positive accountability structure. I have a terrific expert today who will share his thoughts. Steve Powell is Senior Vice President at Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group. He's responsible for the leadership and growth coach in the business. Prior to that, he's with High Point Bank and First Citizens Bank. Hi, Steve. Hey, Pat. How are you today? Great. Um, this is a terrific topic, but before we get into it, and I'm so excited to talk to you about it because I know you've spent so many years on it. Let's talk about, you know, how did you get into mortgage banking and especially how did you get into managing? Yeah. So so thank you for inviting me to, uh, to be part of the podcast today. I got into banking right out of college. I uh, attended NC State University, graduated with a business management degree, went into banking, kind of went the traditional route of becoming a retail banker and a branch manager and and then found mortgage banking as part of that that uh, retail background and really uh, gravitated to mortgage lending. Uh, they allowed some of us as bankers to to make mortgage loans uh, to help people buy and refinance homes. And uh, that really that really connected with me the uh, process of, of of being able to help folks do that and be part of that 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 significant of a financial transaction. So so I spent quickly moved into some mortgage related roles with uh, at that time Wachovia and managed their training group, was also an originator. And then, as you mentioned, spent some time at First Citizens Bank uh, helping lead their mortgage division, as well as High Point Bank, which is a large community bank here in North Carolina, running their mortgage division. So that encompasses roughly 30 years of mortgage <laughs> banking experience now, um, kind of dating myself there, but <laughs> um, I, I, I still remember thermal fax machines and all that. So in, in a nutshell, describes kind of kind of how I uh, became, uh, got into the mortgage business and really then gravitated toward leadership. Uh, you know, managing, I've always felt more about systems and processes and leaderships about the people. And that's what really connects with me. So, uh, which is part of the reason why we're talking today, because, you know, accountability is so key to, to high levels of performance. So what, Steve, was the best advice that you received on this topic? I mean, I've had a lot of mentors throughout my career at, at, every, at every place that I've worked, including here currently at Atlantic Bay. I, I really think that some of the best advice that I ever got was about focusing on the value of people in the organization um, as much or more than the goals that have to be achieved or the strategies that we want to implement. It's focusing on the people that are going to get them done and, you know, and devoting time to kind of meeting people where they're at and helping them grow. And I think I can think of two or three individuals throughout my career that have really kind of instilled that in me and, uh, and, and is part of the reason why, why I'm in the role that I'm in today. So when you look at books, and I know you're a great reader of anything mm -hmm. on leadership, talk about mm -hmm. what ones that you would recommend. And I know there's obviously lots of them, but what, what, were, what yeah. books were really important for you? One of my mentors is Dr. John Maxwell, 
and a lot of people listening today might be familiar with John Maxwell, a, a great leadership resource, a teacher, a mentor, and uh, almost any of his books I would recommend. The 25 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership is uh-huh. one of the best books, I think, of all time on leadership, on, on very practical leadership. And then in addition, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a person of faith, so scripture and the Bible is very important to me. And I always go there for a lot of business insights as well. So, you know, so I really think if I had to mention, you know, one good business book, it would be John Maxwell's 25 Laws. No, he's <laughs> well known and certainly famous, sure. that's for sure. Yeah. So what was your greatest victory in your career? I really, there's been, there's been a few, um, but I think if, you know, we're talking about, you know, valuing people and helping them grow. I believe that one of the roles that I've had here at Atlantic Bay for the five years I've been here has been to, uh, to bring uh, new talent to our company. And, and, and my motivation behind that is really to help people grow, to try to bring them to what I think is a better place for them to grow from a business and personal perspective. And so uh, being able to find the talent in the markets that I, that I have recruited in and sought out talent to find good, good fits for us culturally that are good fits for Atlantic Bay that, you know, that, that, that have, that, that share in the values that we share, that, that, that we embrace, that we try to aspire to, and then helping them understand how our company can help them grow. Those are probably the biggest victories I've had are, the, are, are, are bringing a lot of the talent that I've been able to bring to our company and then seeing them grow, seeing them really embrace the way that we do our business and, and then seeing their, seeing their production skyrocket, their, the balance in their lives skyrocket and improve and, and, and just seeing the, the, just the overall growth that they're able to achieve. Well, that certainly is the issue that I think every manager enjoys, that those mm-hmm. that are really matched managing is that when you get to see someone get to that next level, it does mm-hmm. give you a moment of joy for sure. So when sure. you look on the other side of it, what was the greatest lesson you've learned? And you've been in the business now 30 years. Mm-hmm. So uh, what what is it that that you would say uh, in this boom and bust business that is mortgage banking. You've seen all the cycles as well. Sure. And, and I think you, you learn, you learn a lot of patience about what you can control and what you can't control in this business. And you, and you learn that there are, there, there are lots of basic things that the best people in our industry do and I'm speaking mostly from an origination and sales perspective, there are a basic set of things that people do that get them the results that they get. A lot, you know, some basic foundational things. Now, there might be some different spins on those things, some different twists and uniqueness about the way they do them. But, you know, the, the toolkit has the basic stuff in it. And through all the economic cycles that we've seen, you know, we always get back to that basic toolkit you know, how do I, how do I sell? And it's, and, and it's all about building relationships and, and, and focusing on those key relationships in our markets that we need to foster and nurture and, and improve and, 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 and making sure that we're trying to focus 
as much of our day on those relationships as possible. I think that's the relate that that's the lesson that I've learned is you can't ever you can't ever lose sight of those relationships. And it's hard. No question. It's hard because yeah. you, this is also an industry where you can be busy, but you can be busy on the wrong things. But for sure. It's another topic for another podcast, but let's talk <laughs> yeah. about this topic, which is, mm-hmm. I think so critical is building a positive accountability structure. Mm-hmm. What do you think that involves and how would managers, how should managers do that? No, I, I appreciate you you wanting to, to talk about this topic and, and asking me to, to, to be a part of it because it's, I mean, I've certainly learned a lot about accountability over my career, and I'm sure everyone listening has as well. And and we've and we we have these these impressions or these previous experiences of accountability that make us think that it's bad. Um, that that accountability is only is only enforced when you haven't done something correctly. And I just I don't I don't think the true understanding of accountability is anything like that. I think that you know, it, for example, you'll hear coaches say that we have to hold our players accountable, you know, and that 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 sounds pretty controlling, honestly, if you think about it, that, that we have to hold someone else accountable, that we have to to make them do what we want them to do, which ultimately is really impossible. You can't in certain in at least in our the way we do business, most of us anyway, you have choice. And so an account and true accountability comes out of uh, out of. A, a few basic, few basic thoughts, I guess I'll say, for lack of a better word. But accountability, providing the the proper accountability structure or environment, really involves first of all thinking about the pro the 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 process of thinking and the progression of thinking. And this is something that I've learned through my through my time reading John Maxwell's books and and being certified as a coach through his organization. That there is a, a a thinking progression. You know, we have a thought that we that we get. You know, we either learn something from somebody else, or we have a thought that and an idea of something we want to we want to incorporate, and it becomes a belief the more we think about it. And then that belief that yeah, this I could do this becomes an expectation. We start to think about how we could do it, and and that expectation starts to motivate and energize us a little bit, and, and it changes our attitude about that idea that we have or that thought that we have. And that's where drive kicks in and drives a whole nother podcast too. But we could, you know, but people have different levels of drive. So, you know, so that starts to affect your attitude and the emotional connection you have to implementing this, this business idea or this thought that you have. And then from the attitude that you have toward it, you move next to the behavior. And that's typically where people, people lose momentum is from the attitude to the behavior phase. And that's where accountability comes in. And accountability is built around, really a true understanding of accountability is built around two things primarily. One is that accountability is about ownership. And two, that accountability involves choice. So really when you think about those two things, the only real accountability is self-accountability. So we ultimately we ultimately hold ourselves accountable to the extent that we that we think we can achieve something and that we're motivated to do so. And understanding the thinking progression, that might be another podcast, too, but (laughs) the whole thinking progression of the thought 
that becomes a belief that becomes an expectation that then drives your attitude that then changes your behavior that then drives your performance once you get to the performance stage well now you're thinking at a higher level and you go back through the progression again but not having someone help you navigate those ideas and those thoughts and those behaviors and those actions oftentimes can mean that you don't achieve the level of performance that you want to and so having someone come alongside you to help you navigate mm-hmm. is really what an accountability structure is. It's someone that helps you navigate that path toward the performance you want. So, Steve, in another way of, of saying this, is it possible to, to think of it along the lines that every originator and actually every manager needs mm-hmm. to have their own personal kind of board of directors? I'm going to advocate for coaches, obviously, because I am sure. one. I, I do believe that that everyone needs someone else at some level to help them navigate certain things. And 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 you say board of directors. I, I think you should have more than one source mm-hmm. that you go to for input. But ultimately, having someone there to 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 provide that that navigation, to be that accountability source to to remind you of what you said you wanted to achieve, to, to remind you of the behavior you said you were going to do in two days, <laughs> have some, you know, that somebody checks in with you to say, did you do that? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's that nuts and bolts. It's that down in the dirt. And, and, and that's what, that's what real accountability is about as a, as a coach here at Atlantic Bay. That's part of what I do. That's one of the biggest things that I do is hold people, hold people accountable, but do it in a way that they have told me, they want me to be involved in. So they have, they have, they have one taken ownership of what they want to do, what they want to achieve. And they've made the choice to bring me along to help them do it. So in that way, holding someone accountable is, is, is positive and motivating because they told me, they've asked me to do it. You know, they've, they've invited me into that process. So what do you say to those individuals? Sometimes people think that having a coach, as an example, is almost like a sign of weakness that, gee, mm-hmm. I can't do it myself. What's your yeah. thoughts on that? To- totally. I, I mean, I completely disagree with that. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, you probably expect me to say that, but I do. I, I believe that it's, it's, a, it's a sign of a realistic perspective on what they can achieve. Right. And, you know, and I think that's part of that's part of, uh, of self accountability is having a realistic view of what you can and want to achieve, you know, uh, uh, you know, embracing reality and saying, if I'm going to grow and get better and do this behavior at a higher level to create higher results, you know, I, I need help with it. And I probably can't continue to do it at higher levels by myself. I need help with that. I need, I either need somebody to help drive me and hold me accountable or help me navigate that process or, and, or I need support structures. Maybe I need an assistant. Maybe I need a team. Maybe I need others around me that can, that where I can stay in my lane that I'm best at and they can stay in their lanes that they're best at. And together, you know, we move forward. So when you look at the business, and the business is obviously crazy now, almost once-in-a-lifetime reality of volume everywhere, and you don't have Mm -hmm. to be that great, 
certainly mm-hmm. you can see people say, well, gee, I've been successful, mm-hmm. but I really don't need this accountability structure because A, I either don't have the time for it, or B, it's just a reality that you think it's going to last forever and it never does. Suffice to say, there's some people in the, in the business that are just showing up and, and, and having their best year ever. Now, I will say that, you know, in a refi cycle, and I've been through several, in refi cycles, you know, it, it, if you don't focus on the audience that's generating the increase in volume, then it is just another refi cycle. But if you focus, if you'll focus on the audience, which is your clients, your past, your current past clients and the people they refer, if you focus more on audience and you use this time to strengthen your your structures around building your client direct business and 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 you and you get away from just the fact that this is a refi cycle that's going to end at some point and you focus on the relationships of each borrower that you're refinancing then that long term can create some some strong success but if you just treat it like transactions then the cycle will go away and the refi window will close and you'll find yourself back to the volumes that you were at in a true purchase environment so do you think in your experience and I've known you for many years, and I know that when you look at the individuals that want that type of support tend to be mm-hmm. the better performers, and that mm-hmm. is because they they start with the self-awareness in the front end of, gee, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. everything, and um, that's been my experience, that mm-hmm. the individuals that seem to want it are always your better performers. And then mm-hmm. it always seems the others who struggle are struggling mm-hmm. because they can't even make the self-awareness statement. There's a strong coaching concept called awareness and responsibility. And top performers are both highly aware and highly right. responsible. Right. They're highly aware of their strengths and they're highly aware of their weaknesses or their areas of improvement or their challenges they have. But they're also highly responsible for trying to continually grow their areas of strength while trying to improve in certain areas as well. And then you have those that are just, they, they just limit themselves at every turn. And, and, and a lot of that's deeper, you know, as a coach, sure. I'll, go, I'll work with people and try to help them figure out what's causing those limitations and, and then help them work through it. And then sometimes they can grow their their performance that way. But yeah, it, the awareness and responsibility is key. And when you're high in both areas, you're, you can excel at high levels. So when you're, just to kind of get everybody familiar with, so typically when you're doing your coaching, you are, what are you, they're, they're coming up with their business issue they want to, to solve. And so probably mm-hmm. it's going to center on, well, I want to do more business or something like that. Mm-hmm. Are you mm-hmm. starting from their personality component or are you starting with, let's put a process in and figure mm-hmm. out why you're not doing enough business? How do you do that? Many times it, 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 it I always, I always tell folks that I coach that I am, I'm the navigator. Okay. You, the, 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 the mortgage banker is steering the ship. They're driving the car. I'm just helping navigate. And this is, this is largely about the direction and the path they want to take toward improving either their business results or the balance in their lives or the growth of the, their team or, or, or something business related along those lines. 
we generally spend a good bit of time trying to determine really what they want to achieve, which is, which is fairly easy. They may say, well, I want to do this much a year in volume. Well, that, that's all fine and good, but how are you going to do that? You know, one loan at a time. And then how are we going to create you know, long-term sustainable, sustainable business models that help you get that volume every year and then grow it year after year if you want to. And, and again, it goes back to what I was talking about in the in the thinking progression. You know, we, we there's the, there's what we call the knowing doing gap. And 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 a lot of people know what they should do, but they don't do it. Right. We all write business plans at the beginning of the year and then half of it doesn't get done. And, and half might be generous. But we know, you know, we all sign up to go to the gym in January and by first February, the gyms are empty. So we, we know what we should do, but we don't do it. And that's, again, where accountability comes in. So we do we do a lot of digging around what do you want to do that you think will work? What do you what have you tried that hasn't and why? And let's figure out whether we continue doing that or not. And if so, let's do it differently. But it's all built around. And I think this is where true coaching is works at its best is it's about what they want to do, not what I think they should do. That's, right. that's really where it starts. Now, I might so I might at some point give them an idea, but it won't be until we've exhausted the, all of their ideas. Right. Right. Well, time has flown by. Uh, so mm. if you could, Steve, summarize a couple of takeaways for our listeners today. Sure. Sure. Yeah, thanks. Really, I go, I'll go back to the two things that are real foundational to accountability structures. The first one being a strong, uh, a strong understanding of the progression of thinking how a thought drives belief, how a belief then creates expectations around how that how that thought could could be accomplished. That then creates drive and motivation and energy and affects the attitude, which which then affects behavior. You turn an attitude into I'm actually going to do this. You know, I'm getting motivated. I'm going to try this. Here are the steps I need to take. And then behavior sustained creates long term performance. And then that performance at a higher level creates a higher level of thought. And that so there's a good a proper understanding around the pro- progression of thinking is important. And then the second thing is really a proper understanding of accountability. Accountability is really about ownership and it's really about choice. So and, and when I say ownership, it's the ownership of you know a person's reality, their own behaviors, uh, their own thinking and their own actions. When they have a real realistic understanding of that and they're willing to own it then they're on their way to good accountability. And then two, choice. You know, the choice to control our thinking and our actions, which are really all we can which are really all we can control on a daily basis are our thinking and our actions. But when somebody really makes the choice to control those things and make and, and chooses to take certain actions and chooses to think in certain ways, then they they're really creating the pathway for strong self accountability. Well, Steve, that was terrific, and I want to thank you for sharing your thoughts today. It's a terrific topic for sure. I want to say for everybody to subscribe to where you listen to your podcast and certainly rate today's episode. You can sign up for my weekly sales tips at www.patsherlock.com. Thanks so much, Steve. Pat, I appreciate it.